Welcome everyone, welcome to another episode of the Jesse Dawson podcast. Me again, Jesse Dawson, let's dive in. So what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be discussing, a, it's a what I learned episode. So we're going to be discussing something that I learned from something or someone or an event or something I've done and go into detail into that and little things I've pulled out of that. So what are we going to be discussing? We're going to be discussing what I learned, what I have learned as a vegan. So some people know, some people don't know. I was vegan, I was vegan for some time. Made a decision and just pretty well overnight was like, bang, I'm a vegan. And uh, did that and never made one mistake. Never made one mistake when I was vegan. I was very, very, very good vegan. So before we get into that, if you're new to the podcast, if you haven't heard me speak before, then if at any point during this you you resonate with what I'm saying or you like some of the content or or whatever, give us a like, give us a dislike. I don't know. A like would be preferable, of course. If you are new and you haven't subscribed, please consider subscribing or following or whatever it is you do on whichever channel you're watching because I have it on like 14 different channels. So whichever one it is, like, follow, subscribe, yeah, do all that kind of thing. And then you can stay up to date with the future episodes and other what I learned episodes, episodes about all kinds of different things. Might even have some business episodes coming up soon and just mixing it up a little. So let's get into the topic. As a vegan, what did I learn? Well, I learned a bunch of things, actually. I learned a bunch of things. Um, first off, though, I'm not here to talk about veganism as a diet as a choice, as the right thing, the wrong thing, opinions, I don't really care. I'm not vegan anymore, but I was vegan, so I've been both. And I didn't change from being not vegan because of any particular reason. It wasn't because I was, you know, decided one day I missed the flavour of the food or I was ridiculed and I decided against it or the stigma or it was inconvenient, none of that stuff. None of that came into my decision, just decided because I do things like that. So let's not come into this expecting me to be talking about what veganism is and what it stands for and all the things and what it doesn't stand for and the opposite side and who's combating against it and that. Don't care. Right? So let's put that on the plate. We're not here to actually talk about veganism as a lifestyle choice. We're going to talk about what I learned from being a vegan. So now that we've got that clear, and I hope you understand, we can get into the actual the meat and gravy. <laughs> Funny as. So, um, the first thing I want to talk about is outcome-driven behavior drives serious results. So, what do I mean by that? So, let's say you have a goal to do something, whatever, whatever that goal is, right? So, it could be to be a better person, be healthier, be fitter, lose weight, uh, be become stronger, or have a better family or even just anything outside of it, like dietary things I was just mentioning there. So, you know, it could be to improve your rock climbing skills. I don't know what you, what you, what you do. So let's say you have a goal. Now, if you don't have an outcome for the end of that goal, for where you're going, you don't know when you've hit the, hit the goal. You don't know how long you've got to go. You don't know how long, how far you've come. You've got no measurements to be able to say, I'm, I'm, I've achieved the goal. You just, you know, swinging in the wind, you're just kind of guessing. So if you don't have, let's just say an easy an easy example, like you're trying to count 100 apples and put them into a basket. If you don't count how many apples you've got, 
you will never know when you get to 100. You might, as you know, just because you have the idea of wanting it to be 100 in there, you have a general idea of how many you think 100 is. But if you don't actually count all of the apples, then you're never going to know when you're there. And you're not really going to know how far you've got to go, and you don't really know how many you've put in there. So you've got to know where you're going, and you've got to measure along the way. Um, well, how does this relate to what I just said? Well, when you're vegan, or any sort of lifestyle choice, when you choose the words veganism, whether you decide to do the, uh, the lion diet, and only like steak and salt, uh, whether you do paleo stuff, you do vegetarian, whatever your diet is, whether you've got dietary problems and you need to make decisions because you're like celiac or uh, you've diabetes, things like that where you make different choices, whatever it is, when you have that outcome, when you know what you're trying to achieve, your decision-making power, your behavior towards that outcome is completely different to if you had no outcome. You're not just flopping around. You're very driven. You know, you know where you're walking, you know the path you're on. So biggest thing I've learned is that using veganism as the catalyst here for this learning was that the outcome that I was driving towards was whatever it was. Let's just say it was, it was clean eating and uh, guilt-free eating. Um, let's say it was yeah, ethical and environmentally helpful, all those kinds of things that benefits the environment, all those things. Let's say it was all of those things. And they're the reason why I was doing it. So then the outcome was for me to, to, to be creating a world where we can sustain those type of things. So then my behavior is aligned with that outcome because that's where I'm, where I'm going. So then whatever I did or whatever I was out or buying clothing or supporting a business or doing whatever I was doing, I was looking at it with the, with the outcome of my lifestyle, of my life, me, whoever it was, that I wanted to achieve. I was looking at it through that lens and acting accordingly acting accordingly within, that, uh, within that, that outcome. So that's something that I learned was really, was really cool. So a real simple one there, nothing too complex. But if you, want to do, if you want to achieve something or you want to do something, or if you're a manager and you want to get your team behind something, you've got to give them an outcome. You've got to give them a, a goalpost or somewhere that they know they, they're driving towards. So in a sense, it's, it's like the reason why you do it drives the behavior and it drives it stronger than it ever will. You can do anything else and you'll never get the same sort of result. So, yeah, that's cool. The second one is Commitment and Consistency. There's a book by Robert Cialdini called Influence. And it's about human psychology and sort of sales and marketing uh, principles and the uh, subconscious decision-making we make when it comes to making decisions and influencing people. And blah, blah. Really good book if you're in, in any sort of business. If you, especially if you're in sales and especially if you're in marketing, get a hold of that book. Also really good if you want to convince your partner to go on a holiday because you know how to you know, trigger the influence buttons. Uh, that's always good too. So one of the rules, one of the principles, the influence principles is commitment and consistency. And what that is, is that when we, we decide something, whatever it is, we say it out loud to someone, now we commit to that thing. So we've just said the thing, now we're actually committed to it. Because if we say it, it must be true. So now we're locked in. We're locked into that decision because we now have to align with the thing that we've just said. So let's say oh, my favorite color is blue, right? Not that I wouldn't be allowed to wear any other colors, but let's just say my favorite color is blue. 
If later on I was caught out saying that my favorite color was green or purple, then that means I'm not being consistent. I'm not being congruent. So I'm less trustworthy as a person. So I have to align with what I've said being my favorite color is blue, which it isn't my favorite color, but just for this example, I would have to align with that. I would have to align with that thing. Like what would be like my favorite music is this. Now, now that I've said it, I must align with that thing. And you could say one thing to one group and another thing to another group, but you would have to align with those two opinions that you'd given them. Because as I said, if we say something, it's true. So we have to align with those, uh, uh, those, those, those truths that we've, we've said. So to give you a story as an example, uh, in the book, I'm pretty sure I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase this and butcher the hell out of it. But anyways, they had this, this, this neighborhood that they phone called, they cold called them and asked them for a survey. And I'm sure a bunch of people said no to the survey, but they got a few answers in there and they called this whole community and asked them if they were, um, no, sorry, they did a door knocking survey or something like that. Either way, they did something. They asked them, um, if you, you know, take care of your neighborhood or, or something like that. And they had a majority vote and that was okay. Um, and they observed the community for a period of time. Then they, then they sent out the call and asked them if they thought they were a good person and in their community or something like that. And then over the phone, that person then had to agree that they were a good person within their community. And then they observed the community again over however long it was. And they looked at the difference between when they just uh, did a survey and found out what the results were to, to when they asked them if they were a good person within their community and then did the survey again. Something like that, right? I really butchered the hell out of that, but you get the point. They looked at it before and they looked at it after and the only variable was that they called them and asked them if they were a good person. And the people on the phone, most of the people said, yes, I am a good member of my community because why would they say no, right? So they did that and then they noticed that the neighborhood was cleaner after they'd done the, the phone call because people have to align with the commitment that they just said to a complete stranger that they're a good person within their community. So if they saw a bit of rubbish on the floor, they picked it up and put it in the bin just all of a sudden when they wouldn't have done it normally, like previously, because they have to align with that commitment, that consistency. So if you say that you um, are interested in something, you can't back out of that because you've already said you're interested. So going back to veganism, what I learned was is that people commit to the lifestyle of veganism, which is, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. They commit to it, which is great. They've chosen to do something. They've made a decision. They're on the path. They've told people they're vegan. They've uh, started you know, eating and, and buying the things and being part of communities or whatever they're doing. Now, they have to align with that image that they've created. And so did I. I had to align with the identity that I'd created, the, the image, the commitment that I'd made. And if I didn't align with that, then, then what does that mean? I'm lying to myself. I feel bad about it. I, I have a real trouble like saying that I'm something else. And I had to align with that, which then, going back to the outcome, also helped me drive that behavior, drive the behavior towards where I was going because now I've committed to it. I've verbally committed to it publicly. So before I, I remember it specifically, before I actually committed to being vegan, I was in my head, I was like, I think I'm gonna do this. I think I'm gonna do this, it was about a week. But I was able to then cheat where I needed to, you know, cheat, um, you, know, you know, consume some animal product here or there or eat whatever. Uh, and I wasn't really fussed until the day that I said, I think I'm going to be vegan. I think I'm going to go vegan. And the next day I was vegan. Boom. It was done because I'd said it. And, and now I have to align with what I said. And I was vegan for you know, quite some time, quite some time. Um, I went entire jobs where people knew that I was vegan and, and then left afterwards and met up with them again. And I wasn't vegan. That was quite funny. So I had to align with that. And then 
me when I decided to go against it and change my mind because you're allowed to change your mind that's perfectly normal and healthy to do you're allowed to change your mind it was really hard to battle myself because I had to go against all of my commitment and consistency and the identity that I'd that I'd created in this caring person that I thought I was and I had to really battle with that and in fact I'm actually better off now that I've made that decision because I really learned that I didn't need that thing to be able to be a caring person that was a really cool learning so I brought that care with me so that's cool so that's commitment and consistency so it's that idea that that backs up that thing that I already knew about when people say something, they have to back it up. You have to back it up with your truth. You have to back it up with your actions and your behavior and that kind of thing. So if you want to commit to something, giving you the tool here, just tell someone about it. Tell someone you're going to do something and then you have to follow up with it. You can't, like, you can't chicken out. You can't run away and you know, not, not do the thing. Unless the people that you're around just let you not do the thing and they're not really that supportive and you know allow you to be a better you by letting you have your excuses. But when you say it, you then have more motivation to do it. So when I was bringing out this podcast in the, in the, in the beginning, right? So I knew I was going to do it. Started working on the podcast and doing the thing I was going to do. Then I started telling people, it's coming out this time. It's coming out. It's coming out. It's coming out. I told like 14, 15 people, like the podcast is coming out. And then I had to do it because now all these people are waiting for me to do this thing they said I was going to do. And if I don't do it, then I'm a liar or I'm inconsistent or not trustworthy or all the things. So I have to do it. I have to bring out the thing. Even right now, today, I told people I'm filming today. So I have to do it because if I don't film, I'm lying to me. I'm lying to them. And they, who, what does that make me? So commitment and consistency is really important. And it can really help you get towards a goal. So if you're looking for that yeah, extra fuel, tell someone about it and ask them to keep you accountable. Simple as that. I've got my whole family keeping me accountable. It's great. Next one. This one's about... It's, it's, this whole thing is very much about decision making and heading towards an outcome that you're going for. So again, this is it. And this, this is actually about decision-making. So we've gone through the behavior when you have an outcome and when you know where you're going, you're able to regulate your behavior a lot better towards that goal. Um, and especially when it's a really compelling goal and on like, a, especially talking about veganism, where it's like, it was a moral thing, um, or at least it had that benefit in there. Um, I think it just started off as a health thing and then the moral came into it afterwards. And that just really kept me driving on that path. Then we've talked about commitment and consistency and backing up your word. And when you do something, you tell someone about it, you've got to follow, you've got to follow through. And now this one's actually about making the decisions, decision making in general. This is a huge one, I think, for me anyway. I learned that when you have guidelines to make decisions, the decisions are so much easier to make. Well, sounds pretty, pretty straightforward. Well, let's unpack it further. Let's go in deeper, as we always do, as I always do. When you're trying to make a decision that doesn't have any rules around it, doesn't have any consequences or doesn't have any, it might have advantages and, and, and it might be a good decision to make, but when there's nothing to drive, again, the behavior and all that kind of thing behind it, the decision can kind of be quite flaky. You don't, you don't have to really commit to it now. You don't really have to make any, any, any sort of choices. But when you have a guideline or a criteria or a deadline or something like that that influences that decision. You, you're able to make a decision a lot clearer, a lot quicker, and action that decision a lot better. So let's say you have three weeks to do your homework or three weeks to get a project in at work or three weeks to create something, whatever it is. You've got a, got a client you're dealing with and you have, to, you have a project you're doing with them. They give you a deadline. And you're like, cool, I've got three weeks. That's fine. So you start tinkering away, no problems. 
Maybe you don't. Maybe you'd be lazy. Like, cool, I've got three weeks. I'll start next week. Maybe do a little bit as you go. But if you got to like two days before the deadline and you still had more to go, it's very easy to decide that that's what you need to focus on because your deadline is right there. You know, it's more urgent. It's more apparent. It's more in your face. Whereas in the three-week period, back when you first started the project, you're like, yeah, I could do that or I could do this or I could do this. And you have choice. You have flexibility in your decisions because you haven't really got, as I said, like a guide. You haven't got a, a path that is determining your decision making. It's sort of like a corral, if you will. So while you, when you don't really have, when you have plenty of time to make a decision or no real motivation behind making the decision or things like a lifestyle choice like veganism or vegetarianism or the gym in, in your health or something like that, when you haven't got something that's kind of steering, it's like you're on... You're in the outback. I'm going Aussie on this one. There's just desert everywhere. You look around, there's nothing. Nothing that way. There's nothing that way. There's nothing forward. There's nothing backwards. You're just on a road. And road seems to go forever. You can't see the end. And you're free to just do whatever. Essentially, it's a blank canvas. You're just floating through. But all of a sudden, you're on that same road. Let's say you're in the same area. But there's uh, a guy with a gun chasing you. Something like that. Apologies if I triggered anyone. You're going to be very much uh, in the mindset to get away from that person. And that decision is very easy to make. So you're going to be going, you're going hell for leather. You're, you're, you're going straight. You're getting away from the, from, the, from the guy with the gun. And it's an easy decision to make. So when you have a corral, right? Let's pretend we're a cow or some sort of cattle. It's very funny he's talking about veganism. I'm talking about cattle now. And... You've got them open in an open field. They can just roam around wherever they want to go. That's fine. But when you have a path, the fences, you put them in, they can only walk down the fence. So you want what you want to do is build yourself a corral. I just hit the microphone. Build your... We should have a microphone. Hit a counter in the video, just like down in the corner over here or here, and just like ding, 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 every time I hit the microphone. Anyway, you need to build yourself a path. Build yourself a corral, some fencing some guidelines, you know, a road or a wall or whatever you need, some blinders so that you can face a certain direction, so you can face a certain goal. Tell someone about the goal so that you're committed, essentially putting up the fence that you have to commit to. And then your decision making when it comes to the thing becomes really easy because you just look forward and you're like, oh, that's where, that's, that, that's where I've got to go. Something comes along in your world and the answer is like, you know, do I take it or do I not? And if you look down your corral, your road, your fences, your whatever, you'll your tunnel, your canal, name things off it, and you look down that, and you can't see the thing that's, you know, come as an opportunity, then the answer is no, and you keep on rocking on. So with veganism, tying this in, so you can see how I, what, I, what I'm talking about, how I linked it, the decision to eat meat, or the decision to eat animal product, or the decision to support a business that, you know, created animal cruelty, or how it was deforest, deforest, subduing deforestation, deforesting, is that, <laughs> cutting down the rainforest, it was an easy decision to not support those things. And it was an easy decision to know what I was going to be consuming. And it was an easy decision to make in relation to my identity, where I was going, the behaviors I was going to, and the commitment that I'd made to the world and myself and everyone around me. And the decision became simple. So stack this in again. Find out why, why you want to do something. I hit the microphone again. Ding. It's number two. Number three, maybe. Um, find out where you want to go. Find out where, uh, like, tell someone about it that you're going there. And then make the decisions and, and continue to make decisions along that path so that you're able to then keep 
the momentum going forward and keep going forward. And that's why I was able to be vegan with no, without making a single mistake. I was never tempted. I was never, like, I was never struggling. I never struggled once. I never thought, even when I, when I consumed alcohol, when you're supposed to be, you know, carefree or whatever, I still couldn't, couldn't do it. I, I just was so strong on why I was doing it that the decision making was simple. It was so simple, no problems at all. And the last thing I wanted to say before I move on to the next point, next thing I learned, um, you see this a lot outside of things like veganism, but then with things that are like communities or groups. So you see it in religion and you see it in spirituality, you see it in math and science and you see it in everything, gaming. You know, there's, there's criteria that is placed in front of you that you allow allows you to you, to make a decision. So essentially it's a framework. You make a framework up that allows you to f- make decisions, allow you to filter things that come up to you in your world through the lens of this criteria, this framework. It filters through the framework and if it makes it through the out- other side, then it's suitable and it can be an option. And if it doesn't, then you know it's not. So it's a really good idea to make yourself a framework around where you want to go and who you want to be and filter your decisions through that framework. Does that make sense? So yes, the next thing I learned. I learned a lot. I learned a lot from being vegan. I actually learned heaps. And there's even so much more that I learned that I'm not even putting in this video. Like it's not, I'm not going to sit here for four hours and tell you everything I learned for over the entire time I was vegan. But these are just the real key hard-hitting points that are really useful everywhere else too. The interesting thing that I learned was if we use Tony Robbins's Tony Robbins's uh, core needs, on that list is a thing called significance, and significance is feeling significant, doing something that creates significance in our life, feeling like we matter and that we're worth something, that kind of thing. Right? Look up his model; he'll explain it a lot better than I can, just off the top of my head. I found that I was able to give myself extreme amount of significance like huge huge amount of significance by being vegan because it gave me a purpose gave me a reason to like something that i could get myself behind gave me meaning but also gave me significance in the fact that i could i felt like i was part of something i was in part of a community or part of a, a movement if you will but it also allowed me to get significance in all kinds of other ways as well now, I wasn't a Facebook vegan because if you look on Facebook, there's actually nothing on there. I think I shared maybe one video one time and it was more of a marketing video than anything. I was never forcing it down anyone's throats. The only people that really heard more about it were my family because I was actually able to just talk to them about it. Sometimes I give them shit just for a bunch of fun. But I was never care. I didn't really care whether or not they were vegan or not. It's not my, pro- it's not my problem. It's not my responsibility to change you. Uh, and anyone who does can fuck off. So I see people on online doing a lot of that and that's where they get significance from. So I see a lot of people that, sure, they're really good marketers. They've got really good content. And at the end of the day, anyone who, that you see discussing these problems and these issues that they believe are dire straits are really good marketers. They're really good at conveying a message to get people's attention and conveying it in a certain way that, it's interesting to watch, or maybe they're able to debate their points to the point where they can out-debate other people. But they only ever show you the ones they win, you know. They never show you the ones that they get absolutely destroyed in because at the end of the day, if no one cares, no one cares. But back to my point, I got significance from it, and so do other people who, who are vegan or vegetarian or paleo or go to the gym a lot or whatever it is, 
And it can be really like really resourceful significance in the fact that I'm feeling good and I'm giving that to myself and that's self-care and that I'm, yeah, as I said, part of something that's bigger than me and that has meaning and that's powerful and, and potentially changing the world, all those things, right? And that felt great. And then there's the toxic side of significance where it's, you know, hounding people down on the street and making people feel bad for their decisions and guilting them into certain things and making fun of them and feeling superior and all that stuff, right? So that you can get significance from both sides. And it's really an interesting play on how do how people can meet their significance through something like veganism and all their other all the other things you could also insert here. And it was very it was just a very interesting learning that you can get significance anywhere and um, any time I've talked about this, I've, I've mentioned this before, that you can get it in any way. Um, I talked about it in my alone video, um, which I don't know if that's even out yet, but you'll, you'll hear me raffling on about that one. And I got significance through being, through negative attention. Uh, negative attention is still attention, so it's still significance. So interesting to learn, interesting to learn is all. So what can you take from that? Find something in your life that allows you to have meaning, allows you to be part of something that's bigger than you and you'll find that you'll feel significance for it because it gives you a sense of progress and, and that you matter because you're part of something. So go and do that. And the most interesting thing out of all of these things, right, all those things are really good to uh, implement into your life. Now this one here, not so much, it's just an observation. But the most interesting thing that I learned was how supportive people are when, well, when you're around the right people, because there's plenty of people that would call me an idiot, but and still do. So go ahead, call me an idiot. The power of support from people around you is is huge when making a decision. When it's huge when doing something new, especially. So I was a, I was quite nervous about saying it, but I was so driven by it that I didn't care in the end, and I was just like, look, this is how what I'm doing, and it was quite interesting to see all the people around me were supportive. I even had friends that were like, you know, purely meat eaters coming out with me to eat vegan food and vegan substitute foods and they tried it out and they actually enjoyed it and that was really cool because they were willing to give it a shot. And that's really interesting as how supportive people were. I had very minimal negative comments. Like, of course, there's jokes and stuff as you do because when you're friends with people, you can you can have a lend of them, if you will, because that's, it's, you know, that's endearment and as long as you're not actually attacking them and they know that you're joking around and you can they can do it back to you and... You can do it to them, and you know it's all fine. And there was always jokes, and I was always making jokes to myself too, because I believe you can joke about anything within context. And I would always be bringing up stuff every time something would go wrong. Say I drop something or something like that. I'm like, ah, it's because I'm vegan, and everyone would laugh because it's such. It's so funny. It's so funny, even though I knew it absolutely wasn't. It was just so irreverent, you know, so so silly. So as long as that can happen, you know, there's a joke there. But everyone was really supportive. No one really, really. Uh, made any derogatory terms of it. They didn't really abuse me or anything like that. If anything, they went out of their way to make it more comfy or more easy for me to be a vegan or be in that in that space. I remember we had we did a um I was at I was at work, I think this is that when I was when I was working in one of my one of the companies I was working for. We had a it's like a charity thing anyway. It was like schnitzels being cooked. And they went out and got out of their way to get an eggplant snizzle for me, even though it wasn't great. But uh, they they did that, and it was really cool to see that they had accommodated. And it wasn't because I was trying to control them. I didn't ask them to do it. I would have just gone without or brought my own food. I was fine. Because that's a decision that I made. I go into this thing 
knowing that I'm going to have to provide for me most of the time. And then to have everyone lean in and be like, oh man, we'll make sure you're taken care of was really cool. And my family did it. But uh, my mum, oh, brilliant. She bought a chopping board specifically that no one was allowed to chop any animal products on. It was just my board, just for vegetables, just for like, you know, nuts and, and, and any sort of plant-based things. No meat and no animal product was allowed to touch it. And I was like, didn't have to do that. But she did. And that's the kind of thing that I mean. And it was very, it was very warming, very nice to know that, that, that a decision can be accepted even when it has so much stigma around it. And that people that really care about you or the people that really are friends, they will support you no matter what. So it's really cool learning. So if that helps you, that's then great. And lastly, I learned that about connection and that commonalities really bring people together quite fast. So if you have something in common with someone, you can create a bond and we all know that's how we have friends. We even have friends we have nothing in common with because that happens. And I would find out that someone was a vegan. I would find out that, you know, the people I worked with were, were vegans. And it was very interesting because instantly you now, you now share something that only they can understand. No one else can under, understand it. They can appreciate it and support you doing it, but they can't truly understand that decision because they haven't been through it. They haven't lived that type of life. And I would meet someone who's vegan or even vegetarian because they have a similar thing. Um, any sort of dietary change that is an extreme change, extreme. they know what's, what's up. So I would meet people that are vegan and we connect instantly and I have a new friend and, we, and it's quite, quite, the bond it was, it was very fast. It was quite fascinating to see that happen, happen in a lot of places and I'm still friends with a lot of them. I'm still friends with a lot of the people that I met just purely through that, that uh, vehicle, if you will. So in other areas, if you go to the gym, if you're into Formula One, I like a good Formula One, I like a good, I'm a bit of a race head. So I like racing. So I can bond with people around racing and, and discussing those types of topics and the drivers and all that kind of thing. And I might not be able to relate to that person in any other way, but we have this bond over the one thing and that's perfectly fine. It was really cool to be able to meet people through that and just back that belief up that connection, you don't, you don't have to be best friends to, be, to have connection with someone. You can feel connected and you can have connection through smallest little things or in this term, you know, vegan is quite big. It's quite a big lifestyle change. So quite a big thing. Um, and that's really cool. So that's it. That's the job lot today. I don't know how long this one was. I don't know if it was long or if it was short. Ah, but well, that was about average. About average. Um, didn't know how long I was going to go for this one for, but looks like it was good. And I can leave that with you. Trust it wasn't me just blabbering on for ages and that this video does come out because I didn't just delete it done that with a couple of my episodes I've just gotten rid of them because I'm like no they don't make the cut so if you liked it great if you haven't liked it then like it and follow and subscribe and comment let me know what you liked let me know what you what you disliked um, just chuck it in the bottom of the video or the, or the audio if you're listening on Stitcher or, or Spotify or Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts uh, all the other ones I've got on there got like so many so many different platforms if you're watching on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or TikTok or see me on my LinkedIn, then yeah, get behind me, show me some support because you're a nice person and uh, have a great rest of the day, morning, noon, night, evening, sleep, your breakfast, your brunch, your lunch, your dinner, your afternoon tea, your high tea, your supper, your second supper, elevensies, all the things in between and uh, I'll see you in the next one, ready to rock and roll. See you later. Thank you.
Legendary 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 Legendary